Welcome, everybody, to an episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here by somebody new. This is what I was working on for the past several weeks that I've been telling you guys about. This is my good friend, Jordan. Jordan, it will be joining us as another co-host on the show. Unfortunately, my brother, Matthias, will not be a normal uh, host on the show anymore either. He's, uh, you know, just... Uh, pulled away through uh, school and work and whatnot. So, you know, for the foreseeable future, it's just going to be me and Jordan for now. So, Jordan, welcome to the Keepers of the Book. Hello. How's everybody doing? Yeah, they don't answer back, you know. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, That's you're just joke. waving at the uh, the empty crowd and hope somebody's waving back while yeah. they're listening. Yeah. But, uh, Jordan, um, what's like? What brings you to fantasy and sci-fi? Like, what what's your first like experience with it? Uh, actually, I guess the first thing was the first thing the time I experienced like anything really fantasy is I guess when I picked up video games when I was young. Um, I didn't read much until most recently. Um, but yeah, as far as reading fantasy when I was young, that that didn't happen. It was mostly like TV shows, movies, um, anything to kind of escape reality. And I like I like a lot of that stuff. It, what what um what video games and movies and shows would you say would be your the ones that you like think back to? They're like, yeah, these are these are. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on what everybody considers fantasy. When I think fantasy, I think about just about everything that escapes reality to some point. For um, me, I'd say anything that's like magic. As far as magic goes, I mean, the first thing I guess I started on was Harry Potter, and you know what? I did that's read fair. the books. Um, you did. I really, I really liked the universe of Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, and to be completely honest, I didn't get into real fantasy i guess until most recently you got me started on the uh mistborn series and i think i read the mistborn series in what eight days yeah okay so to all of you listening um we are starting on elantris or sorry we are we have been on elantris for a few weeks uh but have no fear jordan here has actually read all the mistborn era one and he is completely caught up, so any Cosmo discussion that we could be having is not going to be held back by the fact that, oh, you know, he hasn't read Mistborn Era 1, so I can't even mention stuff that happens there. Um, so, yeah, completely caught up. And like you said, you know, he read it very quickly. Um, I think we had just started reading Elantris, and he was basically already done with, I want to say, Well of Ascension. So, yeah. That if only a, I could show you guys the text messages when he was sending me like play by play hits. It was funny. It, the Mistborn series, I dove into that and it was it was beautifully written. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of sci fi science too. I mean, again, you got the it's a lot of metallurgy in there, so it was it was an awesome series, and I'm really enjoying Elantra so far. So it's uh, it's nice to experience new things like this, and I'm glad I'm diving into fantasy now. I'm I'm excited to see where the connection comes between Elantris and Mistborn because I don't think we've really seen it yet, unless you've picked up on something that I haven't so far. 
I mean, as we go into chapter 30 through 35, I mean, we really don't see much magic besides, you know, some of the things that they point out about yeah. Elantris that's in general. The thing too. It, and that's weird, too, right? We're well over halfway into the book. And at this point, the magic system for Mistborn was relatively fleshed out at this point. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, definitely. I mean, by this point in... Even the first book of the Mistborn series, Era One, you you pretty much knew what was going on. You knew who had what power. You knew who was yes. drinking what metal, and you just, <laughs> and that's how I started to put connections between the characters. And I was like, okay, well he's a he burns pewter, this and that. But with these characters, I have to more put them in a political position. Yes, and then yep. remember them that way. And I don't know about you, but I'm having a hard time. Other than Royal, I I was having a hard time uh, tracking like serene's crew you know like there's ahan there's shoot in there's um edan i think edan's a soldier yeah uh eondel eondel he has the sword and he was he was the one griping about nobody carries a sword anymore yes 21st century eondel everyone has guns oh yeah now now (laughs) it's now it's a little different (laughs) But uh, yeah, so very excited to not be, at the very least, not be doing these episodes solo anymore. So yeah, might as well. Let's go ahead and begin. So chapter 30, it kicks off with Rathen. Um, he has become a Lantrian. And for those of you who were just joining the show now, my previous predictions were, and me and uh, Jordan here were talking a little bit before, that he actually had a similar prediction, funnily enough, that Rathen drank the poison and he died. Um, and then that kind of turned him into Elantrian. Uh, and then that actually led on to another, um, how do I put this, uh, prediction that I had that I think Rayodin also it was poisoned and he quote-unquote died. And that's why his pain is like, compounding much faster than it's supposed to be now that part i don't i don't think you had that as a prediction but i no. want to know what you thought no and then again i know when you know when when Rathen went into elantris i thought i was like oh well he's just testing his faith you know he killed himself he became elantrian and he's um you know, I, I think he's just testing his faith to see if jadith heals oh, him okay, okay okay so you you were thinking that he actually legitimately killed himself Yes. With a purpose. Okay, okay. So, see, I thought he was the way I thought it was that whichever god is controlling the world, um, mm. I, I thought that he had this intention of like, okay, I can't let this guy die right now. I need him for my plan, so he prevents him from death. And then, so he prevents him from death. He saves him. And in doing so, he turns him into an Elantrian because that's the only way he can save him because, quote-unquote, they are already dead or whatnot. So that that was my theory. Yeah, and, it, you know, the reason – I guess the reason I thought that was because at the end he says – you know, he, he's like – he's petitioning. He's like, I'm you know, a petitioner of a servant in your empire. Lift this taint from my blood. And then he goes on to say, you know – the power of my position is a holy Gorn, and he's trying Bjorn, and he's trying to, I don't know, petition almost Jadith to heal him, and then there was no response. 
So he repeated the prayer again and again and again. So it's like a testament of his faith. Yeah. I mean, and you can tell that he definitely has that faith still, right? He didn't give up on it because it was kind of funny. Um, from the perspective of reading that chapter fresh, uh, he <laughs> Father Omi came to see Wrath and All, right? And they give him some food. And then this is, this is a quote from the book. He said, they gave one final prayer to their pitiful God. So he still very firmly believes in Jeddah. Right. And, you know, it's funny because Omen's looking him in the face like, ha ha, look what happened and stuff yeah. like, you know, he's yeah. just, he's kind of getting that, he's kind of cynical about it almost. Yep. And like you said, as soon as he um, gets inside Elantris, he just, right there, doesn't even go anywhere, doesn't look for anybody, just drops on his knees and starts bagging, bagging, begging to Jeddah. So... And he doesn't. He doesn't go to a side either, because like I remember at the beginning of the story, it's like, all right, you pick the left side, you get Shayor. You pick the right side, you get somebody. You know what I mean? Is he, yeah. So yeah. he just kind of stood there, so then nobody messed with him. But now it's just Rayodin and Shayor. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. Oh, it's kind of risky. I'm surprised that no one jumped him, but yeah. Um. So, anyways, that was the end of chapter thirty. Chapter thirty-one. Uh, they. Uh, put poor old Salen, uh, which is Raiden's like soldier dude. They put him in the seppuku pool. Yeah, uh, I mean, come on, man. That I was... mean, he was just like, oh, spirit, Lord, spirit, Lord, spirit. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, soldier yeah, like, I fear the Lord. Warrior Lord. to the end. You, you know, uh, I don't know if you watch a lot of SpongeBob growing up, but there was this one episode where SpongeBob starts crying, soiled it, soiled it, soiled it. Oh my gosh, that I haven't seen SpongeBob in such a long time, but I do remember that episode. That was yeah. wild. That's, that's literally what I was thinking of. I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but just the thought of that is making me laugh. Yeah, you were melting. I mean, the guy was melting away, technically. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, and what a brutal ending. I mean, I guess not. I guess it was fairly painless. I guess the way they extracted it. At the end, yeah. It was. But I think, you know what's weird is. He got like slashed in the knees and then in the in the chest or throat or something. I mean, he had two massive damn like injuries, you know, and they're painful one. It wasn't cuts. I think it was like blunt force. So it wasn't like you know loss of blood or like a cut. It was straight up just knee shattering and you know uh, shoulder being crushed in or something like that. Yeah, straight to hoeed status. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was straight no in between. There was no in-between. There was like, oh, no, uh, I'm not hurt, and I can kind of cope with it. There was like, okay, I'm hurt. Oh, now I'm a hoey. Done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, um, Raiden's followers, they start returning back to him because now it's very clear, right, that there's going to be no more care packages past the Berlin Wall. So, hey. I look, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so Raiden's followers start to return. Um and they see Rathen and Elantris. Raiden thinks, and this is this was really interesting. Um, it was kind of a side, not necessarily like you know pushing the plot forward, but I think this is going to be relevant in the future. Raiden starts talking about how there's not many Fjordal in Elantris. Now he concludes that that it may be because there's not many Fjordal in Erlon to begin with, but Galadin disagrees because he says. How come there aren't any Jindoes in Elantris? Yep. Yeah. Why is there none in there? If what's so going on? Something's up. So again, I think I told you a little while back when 
we were talking about this chapter that I think it has to do it's got to do with the water the water under Elantris because the water runs under Elantris to the city okay but why okay but to the city but how come there aren't any Jindoe Elantris because there's some Jindoe's in um, K right the city of K yeah that's true that is very true I, I have a feeling it has something to do with their religion. Right? Because they all like come from the same a root. Of faith? Like, are you talking about... No, I think... I think lost faith? Because remember, there's, um, there's like a root religion, and then there's like two sects from that religion. There's Shu Korath, Shu Keseg, Shu... I forget that last one. Dothraki, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the thro- yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's like... These... Oh, man. I gotta look it up now. Yeah, and so I, I think because these three religions are very tied together, Elantrin can only come from that. Whereas the Jindoese, I, to my understanding, followed a completely different religion. So therefore, any of those Jindoese, they just never get to be quote-unquote blessed, or in this case, cursed, to be Elantrins. Right, and then at this point, I mean, it, obviously at the beginning of the book it says that, you know, Elantrians were like gods, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I guess something happened, and it's like, all right, somebody's paying them back. Somebody's getting paid back. I guess something's happening, or something's getting paid back. But here's yeah. here's the religions. It's uh, Shukorath, Shudirith. Yeah, Shudirith Dareth. is the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, Dareth is Rathens. Uh, Shukeseg, and then Elantra, blah, 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 Jesker, and the Jesker Mysteries. So yeah. those, that's the name. You're right, yes. And we will be talking about the Jessica Mysteries later this episode, but don't want to jump the gun there. But yeah, it's um, gonna be but, exciting. But yeah, so that that's my prediction. As of right now, that's my prediction: is that the reason there aren't any Jindoese Elantrians is because this whole Elantrian curse slash um, blessing is religious based, and because they don't follow that religion, the gods are just like, "Well, you don't follow us, so screw you." Shut it's like they're shutting off their connection almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, we don't, you know, we don't like you anymore, so you don't get to have all the good stuff, pretty much, <laughs> you know? Or in this case, the bad stuff, but yeah. That's true. Yeah, so, um, anyways, Shearer's men try to attack Rathen, and he just goes full-on monk soldier on them. I imagine it like that a scene in Attack on Titan, where the Attack Titan Aaron is using jujitsu on the Armored Titan. That's what I thought. I was like, this whole scene just reminds me of that. Really? Okay. I don't know why. I was just like, I was just thinking about that at the time. Weird thought, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, he, uh, you know, there were some, I think, rumblings that Rathen has uh, some combat experience, but I wasn't expecting, like, straight up, you know, um, Isaac Netero just... (laughs) Uh, we're just gonna use all of the god tier elements of every anime. All right. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so yeah, like he said, and then they goes on to explain that when they uh, when they go into the school, the, the school like the school for Jadith, that they get trained that way, and that yeah. once you're at the status of Gyorn, supposedly you're supposed to have, like kind of lost that. Um, yeah, because you just don't practice yeah. it. As but often. he kept up with it, so things like yeah. oh, I'm a bad man with Jamma. Yep, exactly. So, anyways, uh, Raiden goes to sh- see Shearer's men. I guess this seems kind of like a last-ditch effort to me. 
but he just goes to see Cher's men and doesn't even bother like debating with her. And she just and he just like throws food on the ground. It's like if you want to know how to cook it, um, come to me. And he just like beats it out of there before any of the soldiers can attack him. Um, so we'll see the actual you know ramifications of that in later this episode. But that's the end of chapter thirty one. Chapter thirty two, and this was. I don't want to say a beefy chapter, but compared to all the chapters around it, which are like two pages, this one definitely felt beefy. So, a lot happens here. Doreen, she goes, she scheduled a eclipse party, basically, in Royale's mansion. So, I, I want to talk about the mansion, because they do describe the mansion in this. Mm-hmm. And the way that I view this mansion, it's got to be freaking awesome. I mean, the garden, he says that there's a bridge over every, like, stream of water. I think that's what they say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and, like, this mansion's got to be crazy. So, like, I guess he is that rich. So, so for those of you who don't, and I don't know if I ever actually talked about this in the um, show, and I don't think Jordan knows about this, about myself, either. I actually have a really hard time uh, using, like, description to imagine things like I'm, I'm very bad with imagery and apparently this is an actual there's a word for it uh, and there's an actual author fantasy author even his name is mark lawrence some of you might have heard of him who he actually he has this issue too uh he can't like read a passage about like you said you know building or a mansion and then imagine that in his head for me i don't know how he uh how it is for him but for me when i think of a mansion i just think of a very generic mansion like from france or something with fountains or something like that yeah i don't know the detail i mean when i was i did stop while i was reading this and i also listened to this same chapter i actually read both of these or all five of these chapters right off of the chapters uh i read it and i listened to the audio version of it but every time i heard it or i read it i was like man I wish I could live there. That mansion sounds awesome. I want to walk through the garden. But yeah, yeah. I guess that's just one of those things, you know, that you kind of have. Yeah, no. One day, man, one day. Uh, so, uh, one uh, after Serene's little, like, spat with Iodon, everyone's afraid of her now. And this sucks for her because, uh, you know, she's always felt like, you know, sh- being a strong woman that people are kind of scared of her and whatnot. Like they said previously in the chapters, they also said that um, that she had problems in Teod because yeah, yeah, because uh, of that exact same thing. The way she was, I mean, her more tomboyish figure, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, and that and it, that definitely rubs people the wrong way, especially in like this kind of society, right? Where uh, in, in a legitimately patriarchal society, right, where it's like king queens whatnot and women have their quote-unquote place in society and as soon as you step outside that then suddenly people are scared of you and in this situation she's a princess back in teod and she's a princess here so it's not like oh we need to put this woman in her place you can't do that with her because she is like the second most powerful being in the in the land so. absolutely and i i think it's crazy because like she goes to these inner I, would you call them monologues? She goes to these inner like uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she's talking to herself pretty much. Yes. Um, she's like, well, I, she's like, I just hate this that they have to treat me this way just because I'm not 
like these women, you know, sewing the the the, the very no, nobility of the the women in the court and all of that. She's like, I'm not like these people. I'm gonna play politics. I want to get dirty. I want to I want to kick some butt, you know. Yeah, I agree. So. And anyways, Royal snaps Serene out of her slump, and he does warn her that Diloft is still dangerous. So, by the way, this is like, at the beginning, Royal and um, Serene are in a carriage. They're going to um, the Eclipse party. Um, but yeah, so he warns her that Diloft is still dangerous. And then Ash gets a little, uh, Ash, uh, Serene, Sian, she, she, it, he, I don't know. It gets back to her a little bit later. Confirming to uh, Serene that another cook has run away. Um, I'm so glad we got the answers to this particular mystery soon, or I guess now, because it was getting kind of annoying. Yeah, I don't know about you, Jordan, but like, th there were so many questions, and it felt like they were just getting more questions being piled on, and there were no answers coming out. So I was kind of happy that we got answers to this. It's like you got the answer to why Iodon was the way he was. <laughs> I guess you yeah, could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's um. This this kind of this kind of actually, it kind of it starts our entry into learning how these religions are going to start to work. That's what yes. I I think. That's what I think. No, I agree. Hundred percent agree. Um, I think the religious aspects of this is very closely tied to the magic system too. Um, and I just haven't put my finger on exactly how yet so uh serene gets sad when she starts seeing shoot in with other women and this is this seems like the weakest part of the story to me so far is that serene's this whole little inner conflict that she's having where she's like i want to be a strong woman but i can't be a strong woman or i want to not be a strong woman but i can't just you know stand aside and let stupid stuff happen but, you know, then she starts getting jealous because she wants that human connection. Even uh, I don't yeah. know if it necessarily has to be romantic for her, but some sort of friendly human connection. Right. She's t well, she, she, the story did tell us about the, the man that yes. she was supposed to marry. Grail, Grail. Yeah, he was too nice. Yeah, and she just walked all over him. That poor uh, guy. Like he was like, I'm just doing this, and then he's like putting his neck out for this lady on the court and stuff like that, and she just kind of steps on his steps on his feet. Yep. It's terrible. Yep. And but, so he actually got like run out of court and like just never, he just disappeared, and yeah, and that just yeah, left her. He, uh, it went to his. He went to his farm <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I was like, poor fella. No, nah, he went to what's it called? He went to Luthadel. Yeah. Uh, he becomes, where is he now? He is a Lord Ruler. Uh, Lord Ruler. Gosh, that 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 was great writing on that guy's part. Great yeah, writing. That was, that was a roller coaster of emotions. But um, so, anyways, at the party, there's two camps that start. Kind of start like I want to say camps, but more like cliques that kind of start forming. There's Iodon's clique and Telru. Iodon's is still a little bit more stronger, but it's starting to become a little bit clearer that people are moving over to Telru. Click. It's like the new kid in school, you know? You got the cool kids, and then the new kid comes in, and everybody's like, oh, shoot, let's go over here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, okay, so this part was really interesting, and again, this doesn't seem like 
it was very well connected to the chapter and it felt more like foreshadowing for the future. Royale has a Sion of his, of his own whose name is Opa. Opa or Ope, I'm guessing Opa. Opa, um, he's very stern. It's like a stern Sion, not friendly almost. Yeah. And it's said that uh, he said that many don't walk around with him anymore as they remind everyone of Elantris. So, I mean, it's wildly obvious that the Seons somehow are connected to the magic system. We, we know that. But I don't understand how. And yeah, I, I, I'm having a tough time with the Seons because obviously the Elantrians were the ones that made the Seons. But if Elantris magic is gone, why are the Seons still there? Are they a constant stream of energy like what what's going on there like why why do they still stick around but elantrians okay. have to decay um wanted to take a quick side note in the audiobooks is it is that how is that what you're pronouncing it is it sion yeah sion okay all right um yeah for those of you listening i don't listen to the audiobooks so any pronunciation i'm just gonna go off the audiobook which is i'm gonna defer to Jordan on the pronunciations, but yeah, no. Back to the actual topic. Um, I think uh, what if Seons are nothing more than just like the pure manifestation of the door, and the door's connection to the world has been severed, or at least at the very least, very heavily weakened. So that's why the Seons that were attached to humans that those humans become Elantrians, that those Sions, like, you know what I mean? Like, they become, like, just brain dead, so <laughs> for lack of a better term. You think that they're, you think Elantris is calling the Sions back? I don't know if they're calling them back, but I think they're just not, they're not, they don't have a connection at all. So think of it this way, think of it this way. You have a server, right, connected to the internet, and everyone can pull and push information from that server. But let's just say you cut, let's just, maybe not cut the fiber, but you reduce the bandwidth of that server from like, you know, 10 gigs down to like a few bytes a second. It's still technically alive. The server is not dead, but it's just so useless. It just sits there. Yeah, and that's what happens when the owner of a Sion dies or becomes no. an Elantrian. Yes, yes, exactly. When, it, when the Sion, but the problem is, is that people didn't didn't they explain that the um, Sions like they they get passed down too, right? Like yes, the mother um, passed down to Sereni, so right. But um, the thing with the whole Elantrian stuff is, is that. Like somebody like Raiden never expected to die, so he never passed his Sion on to anyone. But it's just out there in limbo. Maybe so. Maybe I we haven't. I mean, obviously we haven't figured it out yet. But maybe Sion can come back to the master if it finds the connection. His ax. It's yep. As soon as he finds that connection, that connection to the to door. Maybe it's to draw an Aeon for him. Maybe a complicated Aeon. Maybe yeah. the door. You know, yeah, those maybe. three those three connections are very likely. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's we're gonna table that uh predictions. You heard it here first, folks. Uh 
So anyways, uh, they run into Ahan, and apparently his caravan going is going to be late as Lakilla and Royal have kind of teamed up. And this is this is where I suddenly started becoming very suspicious of Royal. Uh, for those of you, uh, Jordan, you weren't here last few episodes, or this is your first episode, so you weren't here for any of the episodes. Uh, the my prediction was that Lukel is suspicious, and I think Lukel is evil, and he's a bad guy. He's and I have he's a bad guy, but what about Ke- if it's Keon's son? Yes, but I, I have, and don't get me wrong, guy. I have absolutely zero evidence to back it up. It's a hundred percent hunch. Not even like I can't even argue this ninety-five percent evidence or hunch and five percent evidence. No, I'm talking a hundred percent of a hunch. That's it. Wow, you're gonna go on a straight gut feeling for yes. something like this. I don't know. I like Lukao's spirit, so maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna screw my feelings over. Maybe. But so this is uh, but here is when I started getting suspicious of Lukao and Royal. Because Lukao and Royal started working together and they started teaming up and this is where Ahan's caravan um, is going to be late to a city, and I think like, you know, he's going to miss out on peak market times for a certain fruit or whatever. And then I started thinking, they're all in a crew. Why are they not? Why are they cannibalizing on each other's market? And that's when I started thinking, what are? What if Locale and Royal are like extra tier masterminds behind all of this, um, and they're working together? And I'll actually, when we get to the event later, I'll I'll bring it up then too because it, that got me really thinking. But you know, yes, keep I that think, in the back of your mind. I think I think what what we're talking about, we're going to talk about in a minute here. I think it's I think it's more related. Yeah, yeah, I think you know what I what I'm talking about as well. So we'll get to that in a second here. So, anyways, Ash comes in and he lets her know that Iodon is sneaking away. Um. And Iodon goes into the city, and she, like, follows him and whatnot. And apparently you can control the brightness level in the Seons. Yes. <laughs> actually, like a cell phone. The Seons. Every time I think of a Seon, I think of Master Chief's Cortana robot. Every time. Okay. Okay. I legit just think of a ball of light, because I think that's what they are. But well, yeah. I, I know I know what in reality. No, no, I know. I'm just saying that, like. Light, but my imagination's like, all right, Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, I actually, as a side note, I did read some of the Halo books. They were surprisingly pretty good. Great, um, now I have to do that too. Thanks. No, buddy. no. <laughs> Anyways, um, so she starts uh, following Iodon, right? And he meets up with like two men, and he starts meeting up with a bunch of men, and they like go down to the sewers, and she follows him. And so she knew that he was going to try something today because this is the same day that she hears cr- scratching on her walls. This is something that we had talked about or that had happened several chapters ago. And she hears like scratching in her walls like all the time, which I was like, this is a horror movie. Uh, so she kind of, you know, understood that that secret passage that Adon had built was to sneak out. And he does it very regularly, same day every week. So that's why she scheduled this eclipse Right, right. On purpose. Yeah, but it was genius. Wondering. That I mean, I know. I, I at first I didn't think anything of it when it kind of came about, but then yeah. I was like, ah, I see what you're doing here. Now when yeah. she started looking for uh, Ian, though. 
Yeah, yeah. Very, very well done. Um, so anyways, she gets caught um, and she slips into a sack. I was I did not expect this at all. I was like, wait, what? Uh, she slips into a naked iodine who is uh, just straight up um, so sacrificing he's naked a girl. And he's pretty much doing a Aztec sacrifice. Yeah, covered in blood, like the on the chest. Yes. And it and and as a, as an important note, this this is also answered that he he is sacrificing those cooks or the servants. And remember, these servants have been quote unquote running away, and no one knew what was happening to them. So I'm very glad to find out that we have an answer to at least one mystery. So yeah, that's where they've all been going. They haven't been going anywhere. Yeah, they've been taken crazy. here. They're just getting. I mean. The thing is, is they said that in the book that he was sacrificing for a reason, like he had something written on the board, right, or on the stone. So, like, I was thinking, what if the reason the Riot happened was because was because of them? Iodon was sacrificing all those people to Jesker. Yes. No, I agree. Caused the Rio, and I was like, no. "Oh my gosh, that is that is very real. That could happen." Yeah, because remember, he before the when the Elantians were gods, they um, Iodon, they were like lesser, right? So out of jealousy, he could have very easily, very easily, just you know, done that sacrifice, and then it looked corrupted. So no, I had the exact same uh, prediction. I'm I'm very curious to see where that goes. So anyway, she's saved by Eondel, Royale, and surprisingly, Diloph. That also kind of shocked me. I mean, um, I think Diloph was just there. Yeah, yeah. He definitely was just there, but I was and, not expecting him to be. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was probably naked too, right? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> he just, Jeez. He's like, we getting naked or what? <laughs> Eondel appeared with a sword. He's always carrying a sword around. That's good. I like that he carries that sword. That. I was like, somebody has to have some sort of weapon. Mm-hmm. Or like, this is not right. What's going on here? Yep. But I guess it's because I guess it's because Iadon uh, didn't think it was necessary, which is kind of dumb. But he can do his thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, Dilov and his priests are uh, spreading the news about Iadon, and you know. Iodon being deposed is basically a surefire thing at this point. So that's the end of chapter 32. Chapter 33 picks up, and this is a very short chapter. Like, I don't want to say like two pages. Rathen starts feeling hungry, and he goes to the food in his basket, and he just continues praying. Um, and he, in, in the quotes, this is a direct quote from the book, he says, there was nothing else God could expect of him. And like it's to me it seems like he he's putting his entire faith in guys like look you know clearly my faith hasn't been as strong lately so time to prove yourself you know god like show me you're up there uh it's kind of like it's like almost like his last ditch effort yeah to you know show his faith i guess but then again it's like his last ditch effort, so is it really faith? Exactly, exactly. Like, is it faith if you're basically forcing God's hand? 
You know what I mean? Like, if you have, again, it goes back to the similar thing. Like, if you have proof, is that faith? Right. It's a, it's a philosophical dilemma, but I'm not the philosopher here. Yeah, I don't know. I if you get me thinking about it too long, you're gonna we're gonna be here for a very long time. I got but nothing yes. going on tomorrow. Ah, jeez, I gotta go to work. Anyways, <laughs> I I mean I understand what you're saying, and it, I, I, the chapter was so short, and you know I I'm really trying to figure out besides besides the things that you brought up, I'm really trying to figure out what this chapter was for. And now I'm starting to question what's going to happen later. Like, what is this chapter for, and why? Why show Raithen again, kind of being, kind of like just breaking down and trying to throw it all, throw it all in the wind almost. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, he's suddenly. I want to say suddenly, but he has very easily been my favorite character for quite a while now. I, he's very compelling. You like um, the Giorn. Giorn. That's how you yeah. say Giorn. Right. Uh, so, chapter 34. Sharer's men come over and they start, quote unquote, converting to Raiden's religion. And I, and I, they literally like see him as a god, you know, the bringer of food, the end, the ender of pain and whatnot. It's yeah. Just, but then it goes on to explain like they're not very, they're not there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not. The tree doesn't go all the way up to the highest branch there. Um, so apparently they killed Shear, but okay, I'm 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 not believing it yet. So they kind of scalp her almost, like they give <laughs> to prove their loyalty. They like cut off her hair, but there's still like some part of skin I guess that they cut off too. Again, I'm not convinced that she's dead because I follow so the TV show her. mantra. They yeah, scalped her. <laughs> That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, like live. Could you imagine, right? And I, I follow the TV show mantra where if there's no body, there's no death. And even then, especially with a fantasy show or in this case book, I'm still not completely convinced. Um, you know, what if what if she's a chondra? A chondra? All right. That's I don't know. I don't know the door. Could be the door could be preservation, but anyways, let's not yeah. go into that. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as we know, well, the Shayor's men thing is it's it's kind of funny because like they scalped her, and then they just left her there to become a hoeed. Like, wow, like you must be some primitive. Oh yeah, they're they're cavemen. They're hundred percent cavemen. But they go so, straight to they go straight to Rayodin, looking at him like a god because he he can cook the food. Yeah, could you imagine that? Um, so Galadin calls him Kayana or Kayana, which just means insane. Um, this is just like I guess note for the future. If you see that come across, that just means insane. Um, yeah, that's a uh, so, what is it? is it? Is that that's in Dula uh, Dula right? Yeah, Dula language. Yep. 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 So Rayodin insists on Galadin studying the Aeon Door as well. And it's because Rayodin expects that he's going to go insane sooner than Galadin. I don't think he's actually told Galadin about it. And this is where I started thinking that what, you know, the whole God thing, right? Where if God is, you know, wanting to protect Rayodin or Ra Raithen, um, 
I have a feeling that, you know, the poison was supposed to kill Raithan, and then God saved him by turning him into an Elantrian. And then somebody poisoned Raiden, and I'm thinking it's Luke Hell Arroyo, uh, poisoned Raiden, and then hoping to kill him, but he just ended up turning into a Elantrian. That's my running theory. Oh my gosh, you threw Raiden, or you threw Royal and Iodin, or not Iodin, um, uh, Luke Lucal. Sorry, Lucal in uh, in the fire, huh? They're in yeah. the fire right now with you. Uh, yeah, you're in the hot seat. Uh, you gotta you gotta prove right. your innocence. I'll accept it, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think there might be some. I think they're good. I, they're, I think they're good. Okay, that's I have fair. A feeling. Yeah. I have a feeling. Again, I'll like, just go I... against you just to go against you on this. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm done with that. So. Um, and, okay, so this is where it gets really interesting. He knows the source of the slime, and he says both the Elantrian body and buildings were connected directly to the door. And he said that the light attracted a fungus, and that wasn't a problem back then when they were actually connected to the door, because then they glowed. And now, without the glow, that fungus has just become slime. Um, so, again, this is more drip-fed information on the magic system. But I'm like I don't know what to make of it. You know what I mean? Like, what do I do with that information? Well, see when it when they give us this little drip. I remember back to when um, the stonemason. Um, he was one of the leaders in Elantris before Raiden pretty much took over. Uh, what was his name? Oh, the architect guy. He's a, yeah, I think no, yeah, he, he might have been the architect, but he made um, he made their stone table, but he was researching the aeons on the outside of Elantris. So like maybe one of those aeons is broken, and that's what cleaned the city, and ha- like that could be possibly connected to the door and then why the slime is there. That's the thing. If he's right, I don't think that the slime was ever actually cleaned. It was just, they were glowing and that attracted the fungus and that was fine because they were glowing, but now they're no longer glowing and the fungus is still there. Right. And then this also goes on to explain that when an Elantrian was in the dark, you could see their outline glowing from the door. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I don't know. This is, uh, again, like, it's, like, cool, but, like, I don't know what to do with this. Also, uh, Ash, the Aeon Ash literally just means light. Um, So we're getting some stuff there. Uh, Ash means light. Right. When when he explains... The Aeon, when Raiden explains the Aeon, that the healer, the Elantrian healer, did to fix his leg before he woke up from a dream. He said that it was very intricate, and the ones he was drawing wasn't as intricate. I guess he couldn't get it right. Um, yeah, maybe. Right? Uh, it seems very. It seems like whenever you draw those aeons, you have to be very precise. Because then it. It's not that it doesn't work. It, like, it has very unintended consequences. So, yeah, maybe. 
Um, but anyways, he also goes on to explain that he doesn't yet understand how Sions are created. And this is where we get the whole Sion lore. The Sions are assigned to a person, and they go, um, like, just serving them until the current one dies. And then they are, I guess, inherited to the next person whenever you, uh, you I guess you tell the Sion, it's like, hey, when I die, go to my son or go to my daughter. And then whenever you die, they just walk on over, or I guess float on over. Um, but in the case of Elantrian, like Raiden, like we talked about before, he didn't expect to quote-unquote die. And so, you know, now he's just a brain-dead Sion. Right, and then is it he was floating in the I guess pseudo cavern where all those books were. He was floating next yeah. to him though, so I, I think there's still some sort of connection there. That's, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I so there's for sure something there. I think he can def. I think uh, Len, which is Raiden Sion, can feel Raiden. Just can't like communicate with him. Um, but anyways. Dash comes in, informing him that Rathen, Rathen, Rathen has been healed. So, holy crap. Yeah, I mean... It worked. What? Uh, oof, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, again, like... Is Janeth it? Is that the religion we should start believing in? I don't know. I mean, you got warrior monks and... Elantrians being healed, uh, so... Count me in, I guess. I guess we're going to figure it out. <laughs> so, chapter 35. Serene's talking to her father, Avento, and he's nervous about the possible chaos, right? Because you just got a king who... Oh, by the way, Iodon hung himself. So you just got a king who hung himself, and there's no traditional, you know, what we think of succession in this kingdom where it's just like, oh, king dies, goes to his son or daughter. And this, it's like, no, the richest man is king. Um, yeah, well, that, that I don't know who. I mean, I guess that's Iodon's yeah, legacy. That's yeah. But it's. I don't Why? That is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's a, mean, it's a merchant class kingdom. I know, but come on, man. I don't know. There's I a mantras like right there, and that's the best you could come up with. <laughs> Stop. Whoever has the best jujitsu gets to be king. No, I'll, I'll be out of that for a while. <laughs> so, anyways, um, Avento apparently has a Sion or a spy uh, who has a Sion in Erlon. Um So, yeah, so now we got to look out for who the spy is. And then um, that's how he knows about Idon hanging himself because it just happened like the night before. Uh, so Serene is hoping that Royal gets a crown, and so like we'll get to that in a second. But this is where I actually let's talk about that now. So the idea is that Shudin kind of um, proposes this: is that Avat, Serene, and Royal combine their wealth, like they get married, combine their wealth, and then Royal becomes uh, king because then he'll have enough wealth to be you know more rich than Tellery. Yeah, Tellery and. That's, I mean, the way they explain in the book is that it seems like Royal's just as rich as Tellery when they talk Almost. about it. Yeah, to my understanding, they're like neck and neck, but Tellery's a little bit higher. And then with uh, Serene's 
wealth, it would like push him over the top. Yeah, from Io down. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Even dead, I'm the hero. Um, but yeah, it's. What did you just? Did you just quote something? Even dead, I'm the hero. Yeah, funny? it's from Spider-Man. Um, oh. when Iron Man after he dies, he named the AI Edith. Which oh, that's is right. Even dead, I'm the hero. Yep, that's right. God, yeah. man, good movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I think that Royal and Lukell have been planning this all along. Um. Shudan may be in on it too, or they kind of nudge Shudan to propose this earlier, or like kind of hinted at him to bring it up earlier. But yeah, I think Royale kind of planned Iodon's downfall and then was hoping that somehow, you know, with his death, that nullifies a marriage contract. And then he can, you know, someone else can propose that, hey, how about Royal and Serene get married, combine their wealth, and then Royal gets to be king. And remember, Lukel and Royal are working together because they work together on that one trade agreement. So that's why I think Lukel is now suspicious as well. So that's just my... I don't know. Man, it's just like every time they talk about Lukel and his wife, it's like, in my imagination, I... I picture a very happy couple. Exactly. Doing that's, like, that's who I mean, I that. guess it could be a front. I I understand yeah. where you're coming from, but like, yeah. I don't know. He did, you know, <laughs> Mister Mister Brandon here definitely, you know, <laughs> he really kind of took me up and down when I was reading the Mistborn series. So stuff like this <laughs> is not above or below him. No, it is definitely not. So. Yeah, I'm um, definitely curious. Definitely curious to see where we go from here because I'm going to keep keeping a very close eye on Royal and Lukel moving forward. But another thing I wanted to mention that um, there's a high-ranking member of the church coming from Teod, uh, which Serene doesn't really like. Yeah, she didn't have a fond opinion of him, but... Before we move on, the Royal uh, Royal and Lucal, I could see them working together, but I'm just trying to go back and think of how many times they've had transactions in the same room and was it any different than normal, I guess. I don't know. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and take a look now. But anyways, continue on with the uh, the Karathi Patriarch. Yeah, so, I mean, not much to really go off of so far, but yeah, she just doesn't like him, and I guess we'll see what the problem is. Um, maybe he's a completely nice guy, and she just doesn't get along. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm hoping to see in the next couple chapters here. But, yeah, and the word starts spreading that Raithen has been healed and he is returned. Um, that 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 seems to be the end of every chapter so far. And yeah. as far as um, Eventio saying that that Karathi pretty much high priest took his fastest ship, so it's got to be something important. So I'm interested to see what he flies. I, I just imagine him flying into the port like Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean and the boat sinking and him just walking onto the dock. Yeah. Weird thing. But yeah, that's 
I'm interested to see what kind of trouble he's going to cause. Yeah, I'm, um, man, I, I'm so blind going forward. I have my predictions, but I don't want to just rehash them unnecessarily. But other than that, I'm just, I feel like I'm going in blind here, you know, uh, which is crazy because, you know, this, the Santa Lynch is a very real thing, you know. I think the biggest sand in the land was definitely the first Mistborn book where I was just like, okay, you know, we're getting close to the end of the book. Come on, do something, do something. It's like, oh my God, there's so much happening all at once. Um, so yeah, um, that, that's but definitely that, that going to happen here. That was just what he had to do in the first book to set up the other two books. Yeah, this I know. It's just one book and literally we're getting like dripped, a little bit of magic little bit of knowledge and then all we've got is like you know one quarter of the book left and the chapters are so short and it's like are you gonna keep bouncing between scenes and really getting things started because i think that's how he's gonna do it you know okay so do you like that kind of writing style where you bounce between scenes or do you prefer like you know just flesh out the scene thoroughly and then i'm i'm i either way it doesn't matter it's all interesting. I'm pretty open to that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, there's just, I, I know he's gonna do it, right? Because people really do like Elantris. Um, the only right. ending that I think people didn't like was from uh, Warbreaker. But other than that, most people would like the endings for just about all of Sanderson's books. So I know he's going to wrap it up, but it's just so hard to figure out where he's going with this. And I wanted to, you know, I, I have trouble not reading ahead and like sticking. So like I, I have my other reading content. I dribble in now mm -hmm. since I finally caught up. Um, But it's like, all right, I got to get back to what my characters are doing. Like what's happening next? You know, what's going on with Elantris and I'd say it's 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 gonna start. The, the crazy thing is, is that it's gonna be like a group of chapters where it's just gonna explode and then implode and then over. That's it, done. Yep. So I'm I'm ready for I'm ready to see what's what's he what he's got for us. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. Um, so next uh, time we'll be covering chapters thirty six to forty three. I know it's a much bigger number of chapters, but. These chapters are so small, we'll be burning through it. In fact, I I might consider even adding an extra couple of chapters to be burn, burned through it much faster than I anticipated. So until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please join us on our Discord. It'll be on all the show notes. Uh, join us on our follow us on Twitter at pod underscore bookkeeper. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Keepers of the Book as well. And until next time, guys, thank you very much. Have a good one.